Hello, Ambush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. I am your host of the DTP, I am Colton G. And this week on the show, I am joined by singer-songwriter Aaron Pollock as we discuss his new single, I Don't Drink Whiskey Anymore. Of course, we're going to be getting the details of that song for you here today. What inspired it? Of course, Aaron himself doesn't actually drink, but that's not what inspired this song. We're going to be getting the details about that for you today. We're also going to be playing that track for you right away. We're also going to talk to Aaron about his journey as a singer and a songwriter. Of course, the country music genre wasn't the first one that he tried his hand at with his musical craft. We're going to get the details about that as well as the steps that helped lead him to where he is now in his journey. We're also going to discuss some of the other tracks that he has released along the way, like Wildfire, which you are also going to be hearing here today as well. We're also going to be talking to Aaron today about things like mental health and addiction, two very important topics to Aaron himself. Aaron has also very much been helpful in his own community giving back, working with various charities like a homeless shelter as well as the Canadian Mental Health Association itself. So we're going to be talking about why those causes are important to Aaron and exactly how they have helped him grow and learn more about himself as a human being. All of this and more in today's conversation with Aaron Pollock. And all of it today brought to you by, you guys, The Ambush. Those of you who go ahead and support the show by not only sharing it, reviewing it, but also heading on over to ilovedtp.com and picking your guys' self up. A little bit of Desert Tiger podcast merchandise so that you can rep the show every single place you go. We've got two new designs coming very soon one t-shirt one tank top and we still got some t-shirts and some dope headwear over at ilovedtp.com so don't let the fact that the new stuff's coming stop you from going and checking out the website right now and possibly copping yourself some sweet dtp merch yes all right you guys let's go ahead and play that new single from Aaron Pollock for you right now. This is I Don't Drink Whiskey Anymore. Not a nowhere text. Forgot I even had your number. You were checking out a whiskey bar. You said that I would love it Cause you and I used to run around town Drinking bourbon, nursing time Trying to slow it down But things are different now Sure, I still take my coffee black Still drive my old man's Pontiac Every now and then I still sneak a cigarette haven't taken that trip to Costa Rica yet I still wear that old denim jacket I still got a couple bad habits But I quit 
Costa Rica and from Mexico Whatever it is, baby, you'll never know I still wear that old denim jacket I still got a couple bad habits But I quit the ones that left me on the floor No, I don't think about us And I don't drink whiskey anymore Desert Tiger Podcast. Hello, is this Aaron Pollock? It is indeed. Hello, Aaron. This is Colton with the Desert Tiger Podcast. How are you doing? I am fantastic. It is a bright, sunny day here in Kamloops, British Columbia. How are you? I'm great. Um, I am just, uh, I just left work, so I'm just pulling over here. Uh, so you're not going to hear my turn signal and all that good stuff. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. Uh, Kamloops, you're saying? Yeah, that's where I'm currently located. Cool, it's a nice area out there. Agreed, agreed. I can't complain at all. Were you guys uh, hit too hard by COVID over there or anything? Um, thankfully, our specific region, like Vancouver, got hit a lot more. Like the central region, um, right now has barely had any new cases. Right. Well, that's good. Yeah. How about where you are? I'm in Calgary, so uh, Calgary's been. You know, it had its its uptakes for sure. It's not so bad right now, but uh, it's not horrible, but it's not the greatest for sure. <laughs> could be better, could be worse. Exactly, yeah. All right. Well, as long as you're staying uh, safe, happy, and healthy, and the rest of the people that you care about are as well, then that's always good. Yes, likewise. Likewise. I definitely agree. All right. So we're going to be diving a little bit into your music today. Let's do it. Alright, so of course I kind of like to start things off with some beginning things to give the listeners a little bit of a background. So, obviously you're quite a bit of a 
polished singer-songwriter. So when does a guitar find its way into your hands? And when do you start crafting songs? So I started playing violin when I was about four years old. Um, so I started music super young. Uh, I started playing guitar when I was about 11, and the violin quickly went out the wayside because I figured girls liked the guitar way more than the violin. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, no, yeah. I started, I was more into guitar playing as a, as a kid, as a teenager, but I started getting more into songwriting around the age of like 16. I didn't, I started writing my own songs. I used to play in a rock band actually that played sublime style kind of reggae rock. Oh dang. I grew, I grew up loving country and, you know, being around it all the time because Calgary is so, um, you know, there's so much country in Calgary that it's mm-hmm. a really thriving scene here. And I was playing in a, in a contest called Indie Week in Toronto. In 2015, I managed to make it to the finals, which is sweet. But one of the judges, this guy named uh, Brian Moncars, who's a producer, and he called me up and was like, hey, man, uh, you sounded great. Like, I have a, uh, some feedback for you uh, if you're open to it. So this guy called me and he said, like, you sing, you sing well and you perform well, but your songs are kind of all over the place. Like, you know, they're not that great. I don't really know what you're trying to do. So around that time, I figured, well, man, I should look at my songwriting. Wow, like, can actually work on that? And so... Around that time, I started getting to the craft of songwriting, and it's uh, around then that I realized what I had to say as a songwriter and my singing voice as a, as a vocalist, I started studying, I guess, like the Nashville approach to songwriting, and it became apparent to me that, you know, it's really all about the story, and it's really about all trying to make the person on the other end feel something, uh, mm-hmm. and it's about the strength <clears throat> of the lyrics, and that's when I sort of really fell in love with that style of songwriting, and I started writing country, I guess, um, and I haven't looked back since. Okay, yes, it's definitely about taking the listener on a journey. They may be getting a different interpretation out of the destination, but you definitely are trying to take them somewhere with it for sure. Exactly, exactly. It's all about that story. Okay, so you take yourself from the uh, reggae, the canards roots that you were in before, and you begin to craft your own sound. So... You brought up Nashville. Is that one of the places that you, uh, your journey took you in cr- continuing to build your singer-songwriting abilities? Definitely. I mean, it's sort of like the mecca of songwriting. Anyone, like a lot of people who are serious about songwriting will move there. And I've been there uh, quite a few times. And it's an amazing city. Like, you know, the whole city just kind of the lifeblood of the city is songwriting, which is so fascinating. But I've been down there a couple times and I've, I've met some great people. Um, there's a guy named Chris Yerchuk down there, um, who I, you know, even though he lives in Nashville, he's probably one of my main collaborators, so I Skype with him all the time. Um, but I've actually found such a great circle of writers and people up here in Calgary. Um, there's, a, there's some really cool stuff blossoming in the Canadian scene, um, I feel like, right now. And although Nashville's got a lot of extreme talent down there, I really want to be a part of what's happening in Canada right now and kind of see where it goes and see, you know, what I can, what I can do up here with these people that I love collaborating with. Well, for sure, and everyone can continue to go somewhere for a while, but there's only so long that talent can continue to go somewhere before it's realized that it's coming from somewhere, and maybe we need to make this a center for where it can thrive as well. I, I Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. There's a lot of talent up here, and you know, good stuff is happening, so I want to see what happens. 
Okay, so you start to take a much more professional approach towards your singing and your songwriting. Yeah. So when it comes to the releasing of your music as well, did you put a lot more planning into releasing your like debut single as Aaron Pollock than you maybe say you would have with previous projects that maybe you had a little less experience Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I released music back in my rock days, and it was fun. And, you know, I think for any artist, it's really important to go through the process of releasing something because you're not going to get it right the first time. And I think it's important that you go through that so you kind of learn about it. But when I put out my first debut single as a country singer, as Aaron Pollock, uh, there's a song called Nothing Much These Days. And that time around, I was much more calculated in what I was doing. I was more confident in the lyrics of the song and my abilities. Um, and that, yeah, that time around, it like, you know, it was, it was less of just like a, let's put it out there and see what happens and more, okay, this is what I want to achieve with this. Um, this is, you know, my strategy behind it. And it was definitely much more thought out when I was doing it as a country artist. Mm-hmm. Because it was, this single didn't come out until 2018. So quite a bit of time in between that competition and finally releasing the single. Totally. And I actually wrote that song in 2016. So it was a bit of an older one. Oh, dang. You know, by the time I figured out what I want, you know, I just that song felt right to put out as my debut single at the time, so it worked. Okay, and it's just in today, just under a hundred and eighty thousand streams on Spotify alone. So definitely a good start, a strong debut. Yeah, yeah, that's been great. Um, I'm grateful for all the streams on that, and uh, that was a really nice first song to put out, and I'm excited to hopefully, you know get some of those fans listening to my to my new music and have them see what i've been working on mm-hmm, definitely it's you're playing quite a few shows leading up to these moments as well starting to build up that fan base inside the calgary region yeah i've you know over the last couple of years i've played a lot of shows and over the last year in particular i've really you know played more shows than i ever have and had a lot of fun live like over the last year i had the chance to share the stage with brett kissel uh, and Sean Hook and Jocelyn Ellis and like go on stage with all three of them and I like play songs with them and be able to learn from somebody that's more experienced and you know at all three of their levels in the industry was so cool and yeah just my you know the shows have been getting better every year I've been having more fun and I hope when live music comes back I get to continue to build on that. Yes, definitely, because uh, from what I see it looks like you had to cancel about 20 different shows from everything that has happened. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it was, it was sad. I had some, you know, probably my biggest summer booked yet. I had some festivals booked and some other pretty fun shows and, you know, but it is what it is. Uh, there was, you know, it was obviously not a situation under my control. So I tried not to get upset about it and just to kind of move on because I couldn't control it. So I tried to focus on what I could control over, you know, the quarantine period, which was more on the writing side of things, I guess. And you've also been doing a few of the, uh, like online streaming concerts as well. And you even did a social distancing block concert from what I see. Yeah, that was, that was really cool. I did a couple live streams at the start. Everybody started doing them, you know, a couple weeks after the pandemic started. So I, I took a step back just cause I felt it was, you know, there's a lot of people doing it. I wanted to you know, take some time for it, did that again, but I had some opportunities to actually play live over the last month, which has been just amazing. Um, it's been safe. People have been able to social distance while watching me. And I've never felt more appreciated as an artist than the shows I've played during the whole COVID situation is because people haven't been able to see live music. So they've just been so appreciative and made me feel so good about what I'm doing. And it's really, 
reaffirmed, I guess, the positive impact music can have in people's lives and how it can bring people together. It's been really special. Mm -hmm. Well, and even then, some people forget just how special it is until you don't have it anymore or the opportunity to be able to go out and just spend a little bit of money to buy a ticket and watch live music. It's something that a lot of us were taking for granted beforehand. Oh, yeah, I couldn't agree more, especially for, you know, you and I were around it constantly. And um, it's easy to take for granted when you have access to it. But, you know, music is really special. It does something special for people's lives. And you only kind of realize the the power of community when you don't have it anymore, I guess. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And something that you have tried to do with some of your music as well is build that idea of community trying to not only help but give back to the community doing so with your track i will carry you teaming up with canadian mental health association and i've also seen that you have teamed up with the uh, calgary homeless association as well in the past correct yeah i did a collaboration with the the homeless foundation uh, a couple years back and they were really great to work with such nice people and um over the past year, I collaborated with the Calgary Mental Health Association or the Canadian Mental Health Association, the Calgary branch. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had my own struggles with mental health and depression and anxiety. And, uh, you know, those have been a challenge for me to overcome in my life. And uh, if I can use my music uh, and my passion as a way to, you know, hopefully give back and use my own experiences to help people that are currently going through it right now, that's it's really rewarding for me. Um, and it's, it was a really special charity to work with because everyone that works for that charity has had some experience with mental health or family members that have experienced mental illness. So it was, mm -hmm. you know, it's not something I've typically talked about a lot to people, um, but it was, it was really, you know, liberating, I guess. And it felt really great to share my experiences and to connect with people and just to, you know, put it out there and hope that uh, somebody else can, you know, can relate, I guess, and draw something positive from that. It was a really special experience getting to do that. Mm -hmm. And then for yourself, like, was that, did that help you release some things that maybe you were holding on to as well? Yeah, it really did. Like, you know, my, my mental health struggles, it's something I'd never mm -hmm. really talked about before. Um, just, I guess one of, one of my things, I, I quit drinking, uh, two and a half years ago and that was, that's been oh. a challenge and that's been probably one of the most rewarding things I've ever done with my life. And I might have never done that unless I had seen people back in the day, like, or I'd heard people talk about their experiences of quitting drinking and how rewarding it had been from them and how they didn't think they could do it and they wound up doing it and their lives were better than they ever thought it could be. So I heard that and that inspired me back in the day and that made me kind of realize, like, even though, even though you feel self-conscious about sharing this kind of stuff, like, you should just put it out there mm -hmm. because you never know who's going to be listening and who it might impact. And you might never know, but you know what? You could do some good by putting this out there, so you know, to have a little courage and, and put it out there and you might help somebody. Well, absolutely. And well, first off, congratulations on your two and a half years. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm six and a half years myself. So, oh, congratulations, man. That's huge. Well, thank you. And I, I look forward to congratulating you once you hit this mark as well and continue to go forward. So, like you said, maybe it helped you make a few differences. So what are some of the changes that you began to notice within your own life that maybe brought on that positive change that you were hoping this change would bring? Um, 
like I, I guess when I when I gave up drinking uh, and that kind of thing, what are some of the positive changes I noticed? Just to clarify, yeah, I guess um, my my mood. I guess I was I just felt a lot better, a lot more energy. Um, you know, I felt depressed a lot of the time and a little more confident in myself. And uh, I guess I was using it as a crush before when I had difficult emotions that I didn't want to deal with. It'd be easy just to uh, you know use substances to to drink just to kind of feel, you know, to kind of ignore it and put it on the back burner. But when you, when you eliminate those substances and those habits from your life, you're, you're forced to deal with these, you know, these problems in your life head on and not kind of hide from them. And um, even though that's more painful at the time, you're so much better off if you can just confront things head on, deal with it, and then move on with your life rather than bottling things up. So that was a game changer for me, being able to do that. Um, and also no hangovers ever now, which is just amazing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not that I was ever too bad before, but like, just it's, you know, I can definitely feel the health difference. Um, and, uh, yeah, it just leaves me more time for, for music, more emotional space for music and that kind of thing. And just, it was, it was a healthy choice and I'm, I'm happy I did it for sure. Well, I'm glad that. It was able to not only allow you to focus more forward, but also bring you a little more uh, health benefits as well. Thank you. Right back at you. <laughs> I definitely agree. Yeah. I definitely agree.
drown gasoline when you get that close to me look what you're starting like paper and a spark and just like that you lit the flame talk a little bit about the more on uh your latest single but i want to jump into wildfire your first single of 2020 before we get to i don't drink whiskey anymore yeah so let's take take me a little bit behind the scenes of wildfire what does it mean to you so wildfire is an interesting song i wrote that with uh my producer spencer cheen who produced that song he produces all my music um and ali autumn uh, ali adamoski who you might know mm-hmm she just goes by Ali, obviously, but uh, we wrote that in Nashville at the beginning of 2018, which is ironic because we're all Canadian. We were all just down there at the same time. That's a song we wanted to start from. It started from a vibe, actually, instead of a lyrical hook, which is interesting. We just like we've been listening to some really good like R&B slow jams that night, and we were just like, let's write kind of a a slow burning slow jam that's just you know capturing this feeling of like wanting somebody because we'd all been there. And so we just we just started with this kind of this guitar progression and Spencer programmed a drum beat and we really just got in the vibe. And so we, we laid down that first and then we figured, you know, what is this? Like what can we say that kind of fits with this mood? Which is interesting because a lot of the times people start songs with lyrical ideas, so it was cool to start the other way around. But it's all just about that, you know, that spark that you have with somebody and wanting to see if it can become something more than a spark. I guess that's the inspiration behind the song. That's just that simple feeling. But uh I'm really happy with how the production turned out on that one. It's, it turned out really well. Justin and Spencer produced, produced the crap out of it. So I'm happy with it. And the streams are still going up on Spotify and Apple Music, which is awesome. So I'm happy to see that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, over 46K right now and continuing to grow. And it's a great track. Thank you. I appreciate that. Everybody knows that feeling of that spark burning into a fire. Am I right? Exactly, yeah. And, you know, you feel the spark, you want it to turn to a flame, and uh, that's kind of exciting, you know, the anticipation of not knowing what's going to happen. <laughs> the future has so many possibilities. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into the new single that dropped today, July the 10th. This is I Don't Drink Whiskey Anymore. I mean, you you talked a little bit about not drinking but this song definitely sounds a little bit of uh yeah a uh, looking back a little bit of reminiscing on a bit of the past as well so let's dive into this one yeah i mean with uh with the not drinking this one hits the nail on the head for sure interesting story behind this one since a lot of people who know me like no i don't drink anymore so they hear the song title and they immediately assume that's exactly what it's about mm-hmm. but it's a little bit more of a complex story about that so spencer uh, the guy who co-wrote wildfire he was also co-writer on this song um, and he went through a divorce a couple of years ago, uh, which was really tough. But, you know, about a year afterwards, he got back on his feet and he was doing well. And he gets a text from his ex-wife saying, hey, 
you should check out this new brand of whiskey that I found. I think you'd really like it. And Spencer gets this text, and he's like, wow, first of all, I haven't heard from you in a year. That's really weird that you just text me. And second of all, I haven't had a drop of whiskey since we were together. He drinks red wine now. But uh, uh, you know, this, that, that event just sparked a conversation between us and talking about how, you know, you go through a breakup sometimes, and it feels like the other person doesn't know you anymore after a period of time. And we got to talk about, you know, how everybody has bad habits. And for some people, those bad habits are you know, in a bottle. And for others, there are people that shouldn't be in your life anymore that, you know, need to move on. And getting rid of a bad habit is universally one of the most challenging things anybody can do. But it's one of the most rewarding, too. So we wanted to make a song of that and that feeling of that empowering feeling of getting getting on the other side of your bad habits and getting rid of it, you know, no matter how tough it is. And just that triumphant feeling of coming out on the other side and saying, I was strong enough to do that. I guess that's where the inspiration for the, the song came and one, one last note, Spencer's now happily married to Annika, who the old lead singer of uh, Leaving Thomas, who is, um, who is another co-writer on I Don't Drink Whiskey Anymore, actually. So, nice, happy ending. Well then, what are the chances? But yes, definitely, sometimes we get comfortable in toxic situations, and sometimes, like, maybe we even know that they're toxic, but they become used to us, and then once we get outside of them, we can become so much different people than who we even thought we were. Exactly, yeah. You know, it's it's just so empowering to be on, you know, to look that bad habit in the face and realize how challenging it is and then eventually come out on the other side and realizing, wow, I can't believe I did that. It feels great. So, I mean, you you know you know how that feels. Mm-hmm. So, it's I think it's a really it was a cool thing to write a song about. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. I love the message of the song, and I mean, I just love the sound of the song altogether. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. It's uh, it was definitely captured in a very soulful way, which I thought was really cool. Yes, I must agree with that. Very a whole lot of soul in that one. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so we mentioned your songwriting abilities and how you had been growing them. Well. Songs that you had a hand in writing were streamed over 600,000 times in 2019 on Spotify. So who are some of the artists who you have had the opportunity to help meld and create and craft songs with? There's a lot of them. Um, I guess one of the main ones would be Annika from Leaving Thomas. Um, Leaving Thomas's sophomore album I had four cuts on, and I'm really proud of that. And uh, Annika is actually getting ready to release her solo debut, um, which she's going to start recording soon. And uh, I have a bunch of cuts on that upcoming album, which I'm extremely, extremely proud of. She's just such an amazing, amazing artist and songwriter. And I couldn't be more excited to be working with her. Um, Another band that I work with closely a lot is uh, the Prairie States out of Alberta. They won uh, Project Wild contest a couple years ago. Oh, dang. They've uh, cut four songs that we've written together, which is awesome. Another great artist out of Alberta named Mariah Stokes. I have three cuts with her. Um, there's a great pop artist out of Nashville that just released a song called The Bar that we wrote together. Uh, her name is Kira Lynn. And over quarantine, actually, I've gotten the chance to start working with some amazing artists out of uh, Quebec, uh, Travis Cormier and Ricky Paquette, hmm. which is super interesting because people are off the road right now and doing more writing. So I've had the chance to connect with more people across the country right now that I wouldn't normally have a chance to. Um, but there's so many, so many great artists uh, in the Alberta scene that I've gotten to write with. Um, it seems like I'm discovering new ones all the time. So I just love being here and I love the artist songwriting and I love getting to collaborate with different people. And I, uh, I really hope 
to keep that going over the next few years and meet new people. Hey, continuing to once again give back and help build the community. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it gives back to you when if you get back to it, right? So I'm trying to do that. Absolutely, I I definitely agree. So there's about four singles that have been released now. So are we building our way up to an album at this point, or what's the plan for the future? I mean, of course, plans have altered mm-hmm. due the, to the pandemic, but where's the future sort of sitting right now? I actually have a bunch of new singles um, in the can right now, um, a bunch of new songs. So there's going to be another single or two, and then I'm going to drop an EP. And some of them... They all sound different, I guess, than anything I put out, and they all sound different from one another, which is really cool. And I've even done some things, like, I collaborated with a rapper on a song, which is, like, one of my favorite things I've ever done. It's so cool. I don't know when that song's coming out, but that's going to come out eventually. And um, I've been collaborating with some different kind of producers who are uh, with very different styles, and the the songs sound different. So there's going to be more new music coming. I can't tell you too much about it yet, but... uh, I have a lot of songs in the can, and there'll be there'll be more to follow. I don't drink whiskey anymore, so I'm really excited. Hey, no worries, no worries. I mean, it's I understand keeping some of the details under wraps, but I mean, there's enough exciting uh, information in that that people should definitely be going and hitting that follow button over on Spotify. Thank you, I appreciate that a lot. I appreciate it. All right, well, I'm I've been enjoying this conversation a whole lot, Aaron Pollock. I've definitely it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. So before I ask my last question of the interview, where can the ambush, the listeners of the show, find out more about you? Um, I'm on the web, uh, social media. My website's AaronPollock.ca. You can find me on Instagram at Aaron Pollock Music, and my name is spelled A A R O N. P-O-L-L-O-C-K. Uh, it gets misspelled, so I figured I'd mention that. Um, on Twitter, A Pollock Music. I have a Facebook page. Um, find me on any of those. Direct message me. Shoot me an email. Um, you can find all that on my website. I'm out there. Just uh, look me up, and I'm happy to connect. All right. Fantastic. And they definitely should go and give you a follow, send you a DM if they want to. Yeah reach out maybe they want someone to connect with songwriting who knows who knows right i'm i'm always looking for new people to write with so you know if you're uh, you're up and coming as a writer you want to get some work done hit me up mhm all right so as someone who has definitely taken the time to reflect on some of his growths of the past and some of the things that he has learned to tackle. Say maybe there's a songwriter who's out there who maybe feels that they're trying to write to a genre or a specific idea or to the way that they think that the industry is going rather than expressing themselves. What would you have to say to that songwriter? Well, here's my opinion on that. If if you're trying to write in this particular style or write in a way that imitates another artist already out there, you're going to be competing with somebody who loves writing in that style more than anything. Um, and they're going to do a better job than you if you're not in it for the right reasons. If you want to make it as a singer and songwriter, like it's so, so crowded out there. If you're doing it, you need to be doing it because you absolutely love it. And you need to have something to say that actually means a lot to you. Because I'm for, I firmly believe that the more emotion you put into a song as a writer and artist, the more the person who listens to it will connect. 
So, you know, it's, it's all well and good to try and learn how other people do things, but find what's really important to you. Um, a good quote what that I heard recently is, find the most true thing that you know and write that. So write, like, it's, it takes time. And, you know, if you want to be a writer, you're going to have to write a lot of bad songs before you get to the good stuff, but that's okay. Be okay with failing because that is part of the process and that is okay. Just, you know, you've got to find what makes you tick, what matters to you. And when you can start writing about that, that's when you are going to start having a really meaningful experience as a songwriter, I would say. And everyone's journey is different. That's just what I think. But I think that's what's important. Very strong answer. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, that was a great question. I appreciate you asking that. I think that's really good stuff to, to talk about. I definitely agree, and I also want to thank you for taking the time to pull over on the side of the road during your busy day to take the time to share your journey with us. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Um, I love talking about this stuff, and that was a really great interview with great questions. Um, I really appreciate it. Thank you a lot for taking the time to talk to me. At the beginning of today's show, you heard Aaron Pollock's brand new single, I Don't Drink Whiskey Anymore. And now, now you can go out to your favorite music streaming service and you can jam it as well as the rest of Aaron Pollock's music. You definitely should do so when you're there. Hit follow so that when he releases more music in the future, it's in your ears ASAP. And I have to go ahead and thank Aaron Pollock for joining me here on today's episode of the DTP for sharing his journey. So one old roaring DTP thank you to him. And a roaring DTP thank you to you, The Ambush, for tuning in today as well. If you haven't joined The Ambush yet, if this is your first episode of the podcast you've listened to, it's easy. Just go ahead and hit subscribe or follow on your listening service. You're in the ambush, just like that. Maybe you want to give the show a five-star review, or maybe you want to go ahead and share the episode. It's as easy as taking a screenshot and taking Aaron Pollock, the Desert Tiger Podcast, or me, the Colton G, in your post that we can show you some love for going ahead and doing so. Another way you can support the show is by heading to ilovedtp.com. We have two new designs coming to you very soon. One t-shirt, one tank top, and they're both very hype. We're going to let you know when they're there, as soon as they're there. But until then, you can still go ahead and check out ilovedtp.com. See if anything fits your fancy. See if there's anything that makes you maybe want to rep the show every single place that you go. And while you're out there in the world, walking around, chasing down your dreams and your schemes, finding your mountaintop so that you can sing and let your voice roar out across the canyon in all of its glory, I want to wish you the best as you journey, as you put your paws in the sand. And until next week, bye bye